Hello everyone, and thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm, where I am your host, Peter, aka LPD Butte, the cringiest clover on YouTube, as I am told by people who never watch my content. It's like they're judging a book by its cover. Why would they do that? Even though we have this saying that you shouldn't do it, but people do it anyways because for reasons. Nothing you do matters, your existence is a lie! But yeah, I know some of you are probably asking me why on earth am I wearing this little beanie on my head? It's because, to simply put it, can't get my hair under control and it was driving me nuts and every time I looked at myself in the camera, I just had big poofy hair and I'm just like, nope, gotta get this under control. So, cap it up. And so, yep, you guys are gonna see this lovely little beanie on my head for this episode. Uh, if you guys are wondering what these little, little pins are, uh, you can just take a quick look. Uh, this is my unit badge and this is the signal core badge right here and that's just a simple anchor so yeah uh you guys just sorry can't get my hair under control i know some of you are probably going to say you should go get a haircut yes i i know I'm, i need to go get one so don't worry about it 12 seconds later all right so what is it this week that i want to go into well if the title of this episode is not telling you what i'm going to be covering i'm going to be covering more gloving terms why is because we do have some lingo stuff out there. We have some ideas or some terms that we tend to use from time to time that, you know, some people outside the gloving community might not understand what the hell we're talking about. Which is also totally understandable. If you're anyone who played any card game like Yu-Gi-Oh, Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. People, yeah, people still play that. Sure, Jan. We, they have terms in their vernacular. Okay, you have terms like bounce, spinning, you know, counter, tapping, you have all this other stuff, right? Floating is another one that I've heard in the Yu-Gi-Oh community. I, they're, they're, they have a lot of terms. Gloving also has a lot of terms. We have things like duck bills or toggling or, you know, impacts. You know, we also have macro chips and micro lights and just random Random words that we tend to throw at each other that we understand as clovers, but somebody to the outside world just goes, Wait, what? Yeah, this is going to be another installment on that. Yes, this isn't going to be probably as long as maybe the other one is, or most of my episodes as they are, but it's just because there's not a whole lot that I need to talk about these specific terms, so we're just going to get right into it. So first things first, I want to cover is what I said, duck billing or duck bills, or duck tuts. These are very common terms that people like to talk about, and if you don't know what they're talking about, it's very simple. It involves your hand going like this. And to my listeners who still listen to the audio portion, which thank you so much, you guys are awesome. Don't mention it. When your hand folds forward where the palm points straight down, going on the underside of your forearm, basically making that 90 degree angle, but your hand starts curling up a bit, making this a little duckbill look. Okay, so to my listeners, your back of, the back of your hand should be going upward to the knuckles being the peak, and then your fingers start sloping down to the front, making what people like to call duckbilling or duck tutting. You know, let's get those ducks in there. Shout out to my friend Duck over in Australia. But yes, this is a term that is not a good term. <laughs> this term is, I'm not going to say it's derogatory, but it can kind of come off that way if you want to think about it. It doesn't matter. But yes, duck billing or duck tutting 
is not a desirable effect. Even if that was the thing you're going for, people don't want it. <laughs> uh, people want those crisp, seductive lines, you know, that crisp, long, straight line that just goes straight. Not, woo, woo, woo hoo, look, it's going up and down, up and down. No, they want that perfect parallel to the floor line when it comes to their tuts. Uh, you can have other other styles of duck tutting. Uh, I never really see people call this duck tutting, but some people said that this can look like a duck looking up. In all honesty, I've never really seen a duck look up before, so can't really uh, tell you if that's accurate. What? What the f but Yeah, so duck billing is something you do not want because to a lot of professional glovers or enfranchised glovers who's been doing this for a long time, don't like seeing that because it looks sloppy. It does not make crisp, clean angles for your viewer to see. They see slopes and all that stuff and that's not what they want. So, that is what duck billing is. The next term that you want to know is impact. Okay, so the term impact that I have defined it by is a maneuver in which the Glover has used their lights to blast their viewers or parts of their body with light. That's that's basically the idea. So yes, when you think about the archetype of gloving of impacting, this is where the term comes from. Impacting is what specializes in this particular term of doing impacts. So if you haven't seen my episode or listened to, I, you know, I'm probably gonna have to have to revamp that episode, but. If you have not listened to that episode on how I explain what impacting is, you have it right over there. Go have fun with it. It's actually pretty good. I got a lot of good comments on there and a lot of good feedback that people highly, highly appreciated the amount of work I put into that episode. So please go check it out. But yes, so there is the traditional way of impacts, which is using an iNova or a Nova-like product that allows for blasting of light to your viewer. That is a very traditional way. Another good traditional way that I've seen in the past is when people use Nova type lights for their palm lights. Gummy in the early, early days, which I will show here, had this effect with palm lights that to me, I would still consider impact style effects. Why do I consider that is because again, what it is about impact or the term impact that impacting derives on is that feeling of something smacking, something literally going bop right into the face, or something big and bombastic, a big show of display is basically what impact is standing for. So if you see somebody who does, you know, like the little spotlight things on their hand, you know, impactors, again, utilize this so freaking well that they actually blast part of their hands. That is still considered an impact because there's no light and all of a sudden, boom, psh, you imp get it impact that's that's the idea if you think of a meteor crashing as an impact make an impact crater you know get the idea so bah! five minutes later but yes so one other thing i definitely want to or a couple other things i want to cover when it comes to impact as a term outside of just the style of impacting is that it's not only just big bright lights big spotlight things it is something that causes a big catch on the eye. Oh, cool. I mean, cool. So for example, color changing 
can be actually used in impacting. So let's just say as an example, I was using all blue on all my fingers. There's just nothing but blues, all nice and cool blues. And I'm going like this, right? And then I click my thumbs and go like that and they're both red and everything else is blue. That's still considered an impact style maneuver. Nailed it. Cause you one, you're putting it straight into your viewer's face or in the camera's face or in that, that sense. But two, you're also putting it in a place where your body is gonna be able to highlight it even more. Now, if you guys recall, I should be wearing white gloves and having two lights right there. That's the idea. Because one, you're spotlighting it, making that surface area much bigger to your viewer, making it much more impactful. Okay, now, the one last thing I definitely wanna to touch on this is that there is flash pattern impact maneuvers, as I like to call them. So, to elaborate, if you set one flash pattern and tint setting to a certain specific setting, and then you have the next one be pretty much brighter and more intense in any form than the previous one, and you hit your viewers with it, that is considered a flash pattern impact because you are changing the flash pattern that allows it to be much more noticeable and much more intense, therefore being impactful. Okay, so the next term I want to cover it's conjure. Yes, conjure is actually another term, just like how impact is, it's not just referring to a particular style. Yes, there is a style called conjuring that utilizes this to the greatest effects possible. And there are many variations. So basically what you need to understand is that conjuring is a term referring to various methods of manipulating the lights through various programming configurations. Are you sure about that? So yes, you have traditional conjuring, which is just your on off. You have multi-mode conjuring. You have impact conjuring, if that makes any sense, which if you're not familiar with this, uh, this term of impact conjuring, basically impact conjuring is utilizing the Nova configurations and settings which is the, the timers and all that stuff, while also incorporating conjure-like maneuvers, which is multiple fingers and you change them up and you switch them around. You're just utilizing what the Nova configuration gives you with the high beam, low beam, and blinks. Very simple, but can come off very, very sophisticated. Wow! So, definitely wanted to stress that. But yes, you have single mode conjuring, you have multi-mode conjuring, you know, the Nova method conjuring, those are, forms that I like to think. Now, you guys have said, heard me say this before and I'll even say it again right now, even in my original episode about conjuring, which you'll find right there. I do talk about conjuring being an umbrella term, which is referring to any reference of manual light manipulation. What do I mean by that? Is that if any time you're doing any mode changes, you're doing a form of conjuring. That is what it means. So conjure in the term of gloving is just basically just, you know, your methods of manipulating your lights. Does impact and fall under that? Yes, but again, I have said these in my previous episodes on those two archetypes, that impacting is very, very distinct from average conjuring for a specific reason. Go check out those episodes. You'll find out why. All right. Next term that I want to cover, cages. Because surprisingly enough, not a lot of people actually know what cages are. Say what? So cages is a formation in which the hands clasping them together in various ways. So basically what you just need to understand is that your hands pretty much go together and they clasp like this. There are various different ways to make a cage. You have the traditional one where you're 
the tips of your fingers go right into the pockets of your fingers right here on the other hand. If you're, if you're my listeners, you're gonna take both hands and you're gonna put them together like this, where the meats of your fingers, interfinger parts are touching. Then you're just gonna slide them out until the tips of your fingers are in those little pockets in between your fingers. That is a standard cage. What is very typical of people doing this, especially impactors, is they like to turn it upside down and place it over their viewer's face and move their thumbs around with blinks to make this really cool effect. That you will see a lot of impactors do this. Fry is very popular on doing this one. He did this in very different comp videos. But yes, that is one traditional faction that we have seen in the cages. What are other variations is that you have what I like to call the open finger caging, which is where you smash your fingers together and your fingers are out in the open like that that's that's your or some people like to call that the inverted cave cage because since it's like this it's kind of like inverted you know what i mean it's not you don't see it you know what I mean? and then you have what i like to call the line cage now <laughs> this is my term i call it the line cage for a reason because of how people set it up all right the reason why this is called the line cage is because when you put your fingertips together and stacked on top of each other in a proper way your lights should make a line if you're my viewers or my listeners i'm sorry you're not seeing this but just understand that to make a line cage you line up your lights on the top of your fingers down when you have your fingers clasped your hands clasped together that way it's called line gauges it's still a cage so you can see all the stuff going on behind here if you see to my viewers you can see what i'm doing with my thumbs you can see i'm moving them around back there yeah that gives some really, really cool effects, especially if you have really bright lights on your thumbs doing the line cage, because then it pokes through and you start seeing these really cool glowing effects. So that's that's what cages are. Do everybody do them? No. It is something I would like to see more of because to me, just as an old head, I've seen it so many times, I've done it so many times, that it really helps. It actually is a good point to kind of come to, you know what I mean? This is where you can sit here and think, be like, okay, where do I want to go next? It gives you a moment to think. So please, if you have never utilized cages before, start using them, they really do help. So the next term I want to cover is known as platforms. So platforms is a term in which one uses one hand as the base for the movements of the other hand. So to all my Hawaii Glovers out there, I certainly hope that if I say anything wrong, you will voice it and correct me when I am wrong because this is your guys's, you guys popularized this, so make sure I'm saying it right. But basically what you need to understand when it comes to platforms is the mentality that goes into it is think like Super Mario Brothers. You can use Super Smash Brothers to a degree uh, because it is kind of a platform fighting game, but basically you have one hand to my listeners. I'm holding my left hand palm facing up as a platform. I know that dip switch. I can see that. I'm going to take my right hand and I'm going to do other movements that bounce off of this as the base. Okay. So if you think like when you're fighting a boss on any platform game, you know, you hop up to a platform and you go and hit the boss and you come back to this platform. That's the idea. That is the idea of platforming in its simplest terms. Platforming can be way more complicated, but platforms is that. Your hand acting as a platform for the other hand to go do the other things, like hitting the boss multiple times and you come and do that repeatable pattern. 
that's another thing that people need to understand about platforming is that you can have these repeatable patterns because like in platform games, you have a pattern that you have to follow if you want to defeat your enemies. Get it? So yeah, I know I will have an episode covering platforming as its own style because it really is, it is developed into its own style. But to understand it in its simplest form, when somebody says, oh, that was a nice platform, that's what they're talking about is that you literally went like this and then gave your hand a base, give your other hand something to move off of bounce off of that's why when you see hopefully i can actually put the, the footage on here but i know puppet is one of the most renowned well-known platformers in the game for various reasons but this is one of those things that i was certainly say that this is how you're supposed to kind of tell the you know have a good telltale sign of what a platform looks like all right last term i want to talk about is a term that i like to use not a lot of people like to use it but I'm hoping that this term becomes popular. <laughs> no. So the term I want to use is toggling or toggles. So toggling is is what it is. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is a term for mode changes slash switches. People call them mode changes. People call them switches. I like to say when you're going through your modes, you're toggling through your modes, especially a phaser like me who does a lot of the stuff when he phases through his modes and I click through all my modes, I'm toggling through my modes. You know, there are various ones out there. Yes, conjuring toggles on and off. Multi-mode conjuring is toggling through its multiple modes. Impacting is toggling through multiple modes with the caveat of timing. So there are various ways that this term can go into. I know how a lot of people are going to be into it, but that is a term that I'm going to be using. So if you hear me say, you know, oh, he toggled through, you know, he just did a toggle. That's what I'm talking about is that he did a mode change. He did a mode switch. If you don't like to use that word, you can stick with mode changes and mode switches. Toggling just is an appropriate term for it. Many months later. But okay, I think that's pretty much all I need to talk about in this episode. Yes, some of this stuff might sound convoluted to you, but that's how you kind of have to approach it. Because the way I had to look at this episode is, okay, if I was talking to somebody who's never heard any of these terms before for gloving at all, how would I explain it? This is the best way I will explain it. Whatever you say, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know why I just said that. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but gotta stand by it. So, certainly hope you guys enjoy what I had to say in this episode. If you guys have any questions on any part in here that I did not cover within this episode, or any episode for that matter, you do have the various places you can hit me up at. It's all linked down below. And of course, if you guys like the content I'm making and you wish to help me make better content, you have the wonderful opportunity to donate to me on Ko-Fi. Yes, I stopped my Patreon because it wasn't working. I don't think that is the model for this particular project. So I'm going with Ko-Fi for one-time donations. If you feel like donating to me one time, you have that option. So please go ahead and donate to me there. But other than that, I don't think there's much more I need to go over. Once again, thank you to everybody who's shown support to me so far. If it wasn't for you guys' help, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now or going where I want to go with it. So, thank you. I absolutely love you guys, but I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD8 Dubuque, and I'll see you guys all next week. <laughs>